This is a HeadGum Podcast. You ready for it? Oh, do you hear it? The music is here. It is turning down. Your headphones are on. Your heart is open. Your soul is ready. I know you like, ooh, I don't know who gonna get on the cast today, but guess what? In about an hour, you gonna find out because we are back, baby. What's up, everybody? This is the cast with Ray and Jackie's, and I'm the Jackie side of the equation. And I'm the Ray side of the equation. Ray, I want our guests to know that I originally started this intro saying, What up, niggas? Um, (laughs) And thought that that wouldn't be appropriate. Unfortunately, niggas is inclusive. Not to say it. I don't care about saying it. But, you know, like, I feel like that's a jarring intro for everybody who's not black. I feel like... I feel like we want our audience to feel like we greet them, like we we greet greet people we love. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Now, you can't go around calling me and Jaquise niggas. I'm not going to have you do that. Now, you got to show some respect. I'm just saying you my nigga. I just can't be yours. I didn't make the rules. Thomas Jefferson did. TJ. um, TJ made the rules. um, But... I'm I'm very glad for that intro. That made me feel good. You picked up my energy. Jackie, oh. you know, you have like a lot of, I'm sure I've said this to you on some podcast, probably on this one, probably on another one. Mm-hmm. But you but you carry such like old school, like quiet storm DJ energy. You know what Ooh. I mean? Ooh. I just love the way you like Is get, that a- get us into it. You know what I mean? No. It's, it's, it's from sexy. Years of, it's free. from years of listening to Tom Joyner in the morning. Okay. Y'all remember that? Oh, 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 it's the time join the morning show. Oh, y'all don't, y'all ain't ready for that. So this is the <laughs> one time, this is one of the few times that my being black African instead of mm. black American is like confusing my ability to interact with that part of culture. Tom, oh. Tom Joyce was not a thing in our household. I feel my, you. My African parents was listening to 1010 Wins on the way to work. We Ooh. were listening to 1010 Wins. It's a news. It's like you get oh, the, news, the news, the world, every oh. 10 minutes in the back of the car. And then me and my brother would sneak off and listen to Rockefeller mixtapes. Mm. And we didn't get no Tom Joyner. We got like, no. you know how New York radio goes, the Breakfast Club, that kind of shit. That's yeah. the kind of shit we was working we with. Got, we got Tom Joyner in the morning. Morning. We also got uh, 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 Steve Harvey. We got Steve. I've been. I've been oh you know, yes, is Steve he Steve Harvey st- in the nineties? He still does radio, but he was doing it in the nineties too. So we got Steve Harvey, and then uh, Bishop TD Jakes is who we got. That's what oh we got. Oh my God, what we was got he church. saying? What was he saying in between gospel? Was he like preaching in between the songs? Who Bishop Jakes? Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't on the radio. We were just listening to tapes. Oh, of okay, Bishop okay, Jakes. Okay. <laughs> That's what we would listen to. His daughter is my sister's favorite pastor, so I oh. find that family interesting. Yeah, yeah. The Jakes family, woman, thou art loosed. Mm-hmm. His his most famous sermon. What are we talking about? Welcome to the cast, everybody. <laughs> are listen. you sanctified and saved and ready for today's episode? 
Is that what is that what I'm hearing? Because oh boy, we're about to unsanctify you with so much manipulation today. <laughs> by a Christian. By a person. By a Christian. Who mm-hmm. is a loud and proud Catholic. This is what makes oh. this clip even more genius. I can't mm. wait to talk about it. I cannot wait to talk about it. He manipulated a whole house and then went to mass after. That Hello. is That's that is what it. you do. That's what you do. Which to most church folks sounds exactly right. Uh, <laughs> but, but today's episode we are talking we 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 are on a classic reality show today. We're bringing Big Brother into the fold today. Big Brother season 14 from 2012. We are covering a funeral today. Maybe you know what we're about to talk about. Uh Ray, you are you are the Big Brother expert you are going to be you are going to be filling me in on a whole bunch of shit you know i gotta i gotta let i'm gonna give you the backstory i don't mind giving to you because i wanted jackie's to see the glory Mm -hmm. that this clip gave us all big brother is actually one of my favorite reality tv shows ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I found Big Brother when I was like 13, and I was visiting my family in London, and it was their first season of the UK version of Big Brother, and there was this really likable guy, his name's Craig, and he won, but the reason I fell in love was because Craig fell in love with this beautiful black house member with him, and they had a showman, and I was like, okay, in the UK, black girls get love. They'll get love on, on American TV. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. I mean, that continues to be true. But then when the American version of of Big Brother was introduced, it became a completely different show. Uh, UK Big Brother is a popularity contest for the most part, whereas um, Big Brother US, after season two, got rid of the popularity contest and made it a more strategic game. So the guys... That the clip that we're gonna watch is Dan's funeral, but I should introduce it by saying Dan Geesling won season ten of Big Brother, being a sweet, very likable Christian, naive young boy who had never, you know, swore in the Bible, was friends, and sort of surra- surrounded himself with a, a ride or die and a bunch of targets he had snowed over. Dan Dan is brought back to season 14 where they had quote unquote coaches and these were Big Brothers legends of some sort and after a while the coaches were just let to play back in the game instead of coaching people on the show so Dan got released into the cast of season 14 as well as a woman named Brittany from Big Brother 12 I believe and uh, a guy who's not in this clip because he had been eliminated Mike Boogie and um yeah, here's a clip. Dan's funeral. Obviously, the last 24 hours for me were pretty tough. When I walked out of there and saw you guys sitting there, it meant the world to me. So I just want to let you guys know I appreciate that. I'm dressing all black for a reason. I want to welcome you guys all to my big brother funeral. Just want to say a couple of things. Joe, being around you, you taught me a lot about how to be a good husband. You know, Shane's walking living proof there actually is a Captain America. Uh, you're such a good dude, but I just appreciate our friendship, man. Bro. One and only Jen City. You're the first lesbian I ever met. And I just want you to make sure that you know how much you've touched me. 
appreciate it. Thank you. Next up is Brittany. I know that we're always going to have this bond that maybe only you and I understand is new people being married in this house and being separated from the people we love. And the last three are going to be a little bit tougher. Ian, the more and more I was around you, the more you reminded myself because you love this place for everything it's worth. And you, you single-handedly made this experience for me. All right, the guy in the carrot suit, Frank. There's a couple things I've said about you that I'm not proud of. You know, there's something the Bible want to read to you upstairs and apologize to you face to face in private. Now is not the time or place, but after this, I'd like to talk to you by yourself and just get that off the table. So then finally, I know there's Danielle. The last time I played this game, I learned a lot of tough lessons early on. And I learned that you got to find one person and put 100% of your trust in it. I thought if I picked you, you would have similar qualities to Memphis Garrett. And through my own fault, I was wrong. We don't need to get into it now. But in this game, you'll never earn my trust back. You know what you did. And in this game, you're dead to me. So don't come to me and ask about it because it's over. Moving forward, we can be friends outside of this. I'll be friends with all of you. But the game talk for me ends now. So I hope you guys understand that, that this was the death of Dan the player. I want the rest of the experience to be fun for everyone and non-awkward. I really appreciate it. Did I really go crazy in solitary confinement? Or did I come up with a master plan to get myself out of this mess? What, Jin, do you know something? No, I don't know anything. I have no idea what he's talking about, Danielle, yeah? Yeah, he said 24 hours to think about what to do and how to get himself out of the jam. This is his way of, like, getting Same us to keep him? No, no, no there's no, something no, else. No, there's something weird. Somebody told him something. No one talked to him. He went right yeah, He went straight solitary. into solitary. This is why we need to keep her in the game and not him. Well, obviously, Dan, you know, is headed out the door. Danny's got my vote to stay. Um, kind of a bad way to go on Dan's behalf. I know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a tough hurdle to get over, but you gotta move forward. You're staying in this game. You got a lot of fight left in you. While I was trapped in solitary confinement, I came up with a master plan to try and save myself. Step one, invite all the house guests to Dan's funeral. Step two, go talk to Frank and blow up the quack pack. I brought this Bible up here, not to read to you, but to swear on. I have no power in this. What I do have is information. There's a couple things you need to know. Number one, selling out you and Mike in front of everyone. I didn't do that. You're gonna find out how it went down and what happened. The Silent Six was formed. Prior to that, there was an alliance created, not with four people, with five people. Ian, I knew it. You know? But the thing is for you is that, no, he is with them. You know, this guy duped me, you know? This kid's ruthless. I was in such a bad spot, and then here I am. I'm taking heat for this kid, Yeah. and he's covered at every angle. It blows my mind what Mike did for him. I want him out next. This is my pitch to you. Brittany's a more dangerous player. She's covered everywhere. Covered by you, Joe's not gonna put her up, Ian's not gonna put her up, Shane's not gonna put her up. Who is gonna put Brittany in? For as tight as I feel with Ian, there's not a doubt in my mind he's tighter with Brittany. If Brittany had won that veto, it was gonna go down. She was gonna take Danielle down, Ian was gonna take me down. See, but I was thinking that Shane could win the next HOH and I'd be all right. But I, now, now, I'm, now I'm thinking that's impossible. I was completely by myself, so I had to try to work with Ian, Shane, and Brittany. But now, it turns out they've been lying to me for weeks. I've never made an action against you. Like, yeah. Shane, you know, put you up uh, however many times. Like, I've never 
I've never even voted against you. Yeah. You know, no one would ever think we'd be working together. But if I went to Jen and said, Jen, look, I know you and Danielle are tight. What do you think about me, you, Dan, and Danielle? I know this might sound a little crazy, but I want you to use the veto on Dan. I think she might do it. It's really, I mean, it's really come down to you working, Jen. Because when I'm, I'm going to go grab Danielle and pull in the arcade and be like, that was an act. I'm trying to save us both. Yeah. And I think I just did. Because she won't say anything. If I get Brittany out of this house, Ian will be by himself. Shane will be by himself. If me, Dan, Danielle, and Jen are working together, then it'll be us four and Joe. I've been worried about somebody that might take me to the final two. And now it seems like Dan might be that person. I was willing to swear in the Bible to go to the end with Frank. And the crazy thing is, I actually mean it. Okay. Yeah, final two, man. We gotta come with a name, though. We'll figure one out. So now that I've got Frank on board, it's now time to do absolute damage control with Danielle. I've got to pull her in alone and calm her down and let her know this was all an act. I told you I'd never do it again. I did. I had to do that. You would humiliated me in front of the whole house. Dan, I would have gone home for you. I don't want you to go home. from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. I may have a future in sales selling ice to Eskimos if I can pull this thing off. Brittany has got her hand in a couple cookie jars. She's got her hand deepest in Shane's and Ian's, and that's a pretty tight little threesome, and that is no bueno. It looks like me and old Dan Geesling might be working together. This is a veto meeting. Danielle and Dan have been nominated for eviction. Ian and I each have the power to veto one of Frank's nominations. Ian, since you won your veto first, you make the first decision. I have decided not to use the power of veto. Sorry, Gus. Thank you, Ian. You know, it's just been a, a wild, wild few days without a shadow of a doubt. This is strictly a game move and it's for my personal game. I have decided to use the power of veto on Dan. Frank, since I have decided to veto one of your nominations, you have to name a replacement. Ian, you voted Mike out last week, and then you put me and my other closest ally up on the block, and she went home. You won the veto, so I can't put you up. I gotta do the next best thing and put your closest ally up on the block. You made it apparent who that is. So to quote a not-so-wise young man, Brittany, pop a squat. This veto meeting is adjourned. I don't feel like I have any fight in me left. Frank got the old backstab in on me. If he thought I was coming after him before, I'm coming after him now. Listen, no one can say Gen City hasn't made a big move in this game. That's what you get for underestimating your girl. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Boom.
Jen just used the veto on me. Jen just used the veto on me. My plan actually worked, and only 24 hours ago, I was a dead man walking. Now I'm a risen man looking to take down every- You know, I appreciate a mastermind manipulator. <laughs> and, 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 and here's why that sounds bad, because generally manipulator, manipulation is seen as a bad term and in many ways it is right often but there is something to be said about just the true definition of manipulation you can mm -hmm. call it strategic uh you can it's like chess right mm -hmm. you know like if i'm playing chess and you know you're always supposed to be thinking four moves ahead right mm -hmm. and you make a move and you, like the person sees it and you know they're going to take your piece your 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 rook or whatever and you and they're going to get happy but what you're really doing is you're setting them up for three moves later you're mm -hmm. manipulating them that's yeah. manipulation <laughs> you yes. know what i'm saying so and that is what this type of manipulation is and i fucking loved it and i also now truly understand why I, without a shadow of a doubt, hate Big Brother contestants on the challenge because they are now <laughs> on the challenge and I hate them mother effers like no other and now I get it. Because Do you understand? They come in paranoid, scheming, think, thinking that alliances are things that you build to get to a certain place so that you can break them. Big brother, Big brother has such a different culture about the competition that the challenges, and so I can see why they don't mix very well. But to discuss this clip... Set it up for us. Yes, we have several players in this clip. We have uh, Dan Gleasing, mm -hmm. Dan Giesling. We have uh, Danielle Murphy, who is, who is up until this point, as far as she knows, his ally. Uh, you have Frank Yudi, who randomly is the son of WWE wrestler Sid Vicious. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Jen, Jen City. Uh, and you have Brittany Ian. And so what's happening is... There's a secret alliance between Brittany, Ian, uh, and uh, Brittany and Ian run a, an alliance called the Quackback. Frank has no idea about it. Dan does. But the Quackback has successfully convict, convinced the house, included the HOH Frank in his carrot costume, that Dan needs to go because he's the greatest player of all time. And if you keep Dan around, he's going to make final two. We got to well, get Dan up. He did. He did make final two the second time as well. So on the season. So mm -hmm. what Dan does is part of the video competition came with prizes and uh, punishments. Dan's punishment in his attempt to win the veto was to be confined to solitary confinement for 24 hours in the Big Brother house. And Frank's obviously wearing a carrot costume. Dan goes... <laughs> What an uneven punishment. <laughs> of course. Of course. Big Brother loves to humiliate its handsome contestants the most. Seriously. It's going to be yeah. like a clown outfit. It's going to be a gold star for a week. You, it's, it's, it's absurd. But so Dan is in solitary confinement for 24 four hours. He has no clue 
what kind of game strategy everybody's working on outside. He decides he's going to come up with his own strategy. And so Dan decides once he's free from doing this uh, solitary confinement in that room, he comes out and he announces that it is his funeral. Dan announces to a room full of people that they have left on the block that he's performing his own funeral. The fact that none of them got the fuck up and laughed at his silly ass was crazy to me in the first place. Though they did they did more than just not laugh at him. They was genuinely touched they throughout were, this thing. They were These genuine, motherfuckers was crying. They were <laughs> Listen, this is Dan's genius. This motherfucker flattered every person in exactly the correct way they wanted to be flattered. Dan tells Joe, oh, you know, you taught me how to be a good father and cook for the family. He tells, uh, he tells, uh, you know, Captain, he calls Shane, this, this model guy in the house, you know, because of you, I know Captain America is real and he's sweet. And Dan and and Shane's like, yeah, I guess I am Captain America and I'm sweet. He says to Jen, the first lesbian he's ever met. This is literally what he says to her. This is mind you, 2013. Uh, you're the first lesbian I've ever met, and I want you to know you touched me. Uh, he says to Brittany. Uh, we're newlyweds. You and I, only you and I know what we're going through together, being divor- uh, away from our newlyweds. He says to Ian, you and I have formed an important connection. Frank, this is where he switches it up. Frank, I've said some messed up things to you. I want to talk to you about it over the Bible upstairs. <laughs> and for Danielle, who's his only ally in the game, he goes, I thought you would be Another Memphis Garrett. Memphis was his partner who he took to the end in season 10. I thought you were another Memphis Garrett, but you were wrong. Now, Danielle is a 22-year-old cheerleader who has Dan, who's looking up to Dan as a father figure. She loses her fucking mind. She loses... She loses her. She's crying. Everybody's confused. And Dan has somehow turned sympathy against everyone uh, in his favor and against Danielle. So here's here's what I'm loving so far about this clip. So first of all, if you don't know who Dan is, he comes off with the beginning of this funeral like he's a bro almost. That's what I thought originally. I was like, oh, this is a bro. Before I found out, like, this is a Christian. This is a, a you know, this is a a good boy. He doesn't lie in the Bible. But then my favorite part before he goes into his love fest is, so that's why I came here in all black. I'm like, dude, you wearing a graphic tee and a red headband (laughs) and shorts and, like, and some fucking Nike, like, Air Maxes or you ain't in all black, dude. What, what's wrong with you? But also, then, who announces their funeral? Who walks yeah. in and goes, you guys, I thought this was going to be a house meeting, but instead I'm going to eulogize myself. 
How did this arrogance not offend anyone? I mean, you know, they they sat down and they was just like, I wonder what this is all about. And then he starts pouring it on. Oh, my I God. Love, you're an amazing person. You taught me how to be a better husband. Better you're a special. You're the most attractive person I know. You're the first lesbian I know, which now that, you know, in context of this Christian Catholic church boy, you're the first lesbian I know and you've touched me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what that means? to people in the LBGTQ community when, like, somebody who traditionally, like, and I'm not saying what he said wasn't true to her, but people in the church who are traditionally homophobic and not good toward people in that community now says, you touched me? You just softened her up. Like, this is, it is manipulation to the 10th degree. And then, like, out of all of that, everybody crying. You get everybody getting a boo-boo face, like, oh, 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 oh. And then Danielle is just ready. She's, She's smiling. She's ready. She Her almost, hero. Oh, Her. she she crying because she can't wait to hear what he got to say about me. Yeah. And then he turns to her and, and goes one fucking 80. And it was the best thing I have ever fucking seen in my life. I loved it. You all can go find the clip. You need to see Danielle's face crack. Because here was a girl who loved Dan as her big brother and just knew he loved her back. And he had just sung all these praises for everybody. And he saved her for last because obviously she's the most special. And he just shat on her, threw her away in front of everybody. And, like, she lost her mind. She was, like, sobbing. She, like, freaked out or whatever. And then Dan takes the conversation he promised to Frank in a carrot to have upstairs with the Bible. Now, Dan, his first season, it was iffy about whether or not he'd swear on the Bible to tell lies and Big Brother. He kind of came around on, is Big Brother, let's just fucking lie, but I'm going to hold on to the good Christian persona. He mm-hmm. takes Frank upstairs to the, head OH, the HOH room to not swear on the Bible and apologize, but to trick tank uh, frank into working against all the people he thought he was working it by outing their even smaller secret alliance so dan does the funeral makes everyone feel bad for him opens frank's heart with a bible says i'm here being honest with you he snitches on the other L- uh, the elder alliances in the house Somehow, after Frank has spent weeks, weeks hating Dan, is so flattered there, that Jan presented this that Dan presented this true information and and tricked Fred into getting his only alliance member to take Dan off the block and put Dan's rival on the block. Dan was dead in the water. Literally everybody on the show besides Danielle wanted Dan out. And that's the that's the genius to it too, because when he did the thing to Danielle, she ain't know what the hell was going on. No, she's like, what did no I do? Clue. And everybody is just like, well maybe she said something. And now he's planting seeds like, did you say, did you tell mm-hmm. him something? Did you So now nobody it's like this is this is what makes this so smart. He did he did multiple things here. Yep. That you do to disarm people when generally you only need one. One thing you can do to disarm people, make them feel good about themselves Mm -hmm. and make them think you're you're genuinely on their side. He did that. 
the next thing you can do to disarm people, throw confusion into the house and make them chaos. And and when and when all seven of them don't know what the fuck is going on, then they are all starting to point the finger at each other. Mm-hmm. That's another way you can disarm the house. So another discord. way you can disarm the house. Give secretive information and then make that person think, oh, my gosh, maybe I was wrong about you. You're giving me stuff that can actually save me. Mm-hmm. Like, you care about me. Mm-hmm. I know you care about you, but you're going to bring me along with you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be me. Like, it is just so smart what he did. Yes, it was brilliant. And the worst thing you can do is give a thinking nigga 24 hours to think. 24 hours by himself <laughs> That's the worst think. thing you can do is give somebody who's a thinker 24 hours to think. Crazy. It was, it was absurd. And only one person in the entire clip that we watched seemed to get that Dan made some shit up. It, it was, was Brittany. It oh. was Brittany. Shane kind of. But Brittany. Shane said, yeah. Brit- Shane was like, oh, he probably lost his mind in solitary confinement, right? Shane was like, oh, he's crazy. Brittany was like, no, he's up to something. Because she said nobody talked to him before he went into solitary confinement. He made it all up. But but you can't know that. But That's no- the genius of it. You can't know that. But also no one cared what Brittany was saying because... Britney became the alternative once Dan pitched Frank in his carrot suit yeah. a, a whole new opposition and outed Britney, Ian, and uh, the Quack Packs Alliance. First of all, Quack Back is a horrendous name for an alliance. My God, that's notorious Bravo, uh, uh, Big Brother history. But yeah. what was so fascinating about this was that Dan not only was a strategic player in the moment, Dan knew that there were variables beyond his control and risked it anyway, right? One -hmm. of the most touching moments for me in this clip was when he finally sits Danielle down and tells her he was faking. Yeah. And she's like, why would you... Dan, why would you... I've never done anything to me. So he starts to explain the plan. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, next time, let me in on the fact that you're going to humiliate me in front of the house and make me look like a liar. And he's like, if I told you that, the crying wouldn't have worked. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you know the best part, you know what I loved about that moment between them? She laughed. No, that's not what I loved about it. What I loved about it was not the fact that she she laughed, not the fact that he was very smart. The thing that I loved about it the most is something you will find out on the other side of the break. We'll be right back, everybody. We back, everybody. This is the cast. We're talking Big Brother, season 14, episode 21. Dan's funeral. We've gone through the funeral. We're now at the part where he's explaining to Danielle. He explains it to her. She's on his side. And she goes from, like, crying to happy. And then there is a look that she gave him. Mm. This is what I love the most. A look that she gave him. Now, I'm not saying that this is what, uh, how she felt or anything like that, but there's a look that most of us will recognize when you know somebody just fell in love with you. Yeah! <laughs> somebody just... 
if Dan would have asked, and when she, when she was when he was explaining the plan and she was getting it, mm-hmm. and you know, like listen, like yes, looks are attractive, but there's something about a brain that's attractive yeah, too. No, I and when, love a brain. Oh, and when oh, and when you can tell somebody is like. Oh, you thought of all that. You could just tell. Like yeah, I well, you you knew she was she was tangling. She now, was tangling. And if he would have asked her to marry him right there, I think she would have done. No, of course. Of <laughs> like, course. Oh, I loved that. I loved like you could actually see all the emotions flip in that one moment. And it was beautiful. It was it was crazy too, because uh ever since I've moved out to Los Angeles, this is not me more. Excuse me. This is not me bashing Los Angeles again. Mm-hmm. But what I found in my time in Los Angeles is that flattery doesn't work because it's true. Flattery works because you want it to be true. Mm-hmm. And Danielle needed to believe that Dan had her best interest in heart. Dan wasn't going to take nobody's Danielle to nobody's final two. He just needed to save himself and herself that week so they could get further. And it was indicative of the rest of the house guests as well. Because why would telling Shane he seemed like Captain America inspire tears in him? That's absurd. Oh, Jen, you're a lesbian. How was that flattering? You're a lesbian, and I know one now. Oh, Joe, you're a good dad. I suppose I am a good dad. You've never met my children, but I guess that's true. I don't know, Ray. If somebody came up, somebody knocked on my door right now, and I opened it and said, Jacquees, I just want to let you know, before I met you, I didn't believe the Black Panther was real. But now that I know you, <laughs> I believe in the power of the Black Panther. I would it would make me feel it would make me feel some type of way. I would be like, oh, I don't know what you mean, but it gotta be good. It okay. gotta to be good. But then but then what if I knocked on your door and you opened mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. you said, Wow. And I said, Wow, Jackies, I've never met another black person. I want you to know how much you changed my life. Yeah. That ain't supposed to be flattering. No, nah, I would I wouldn't be flattered, but I will be I would be confused cuz you black. So I would be like, "You ain't never met another black person?" Where you been? Where you been, Ray? Where you been, Ray? Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just uh I don't know. I don't even know where white people go. On Cape Cod, that's where I've been. <laughs> we cracked it. <laughs> where white people go, they go to Cape Cod. I mean, that's everybody. what I've been told. <laughs> this is this is why I so as I'm watching all this right and you see the manipulation and you see what he's doing and before they get to the actual vote to see if this all paid off if this all worked right because we get to the Frank and, and Jen conversation and and that's when you know like you planted the seeds so strong is when mm-hmm. other people can do your dirty work and it still fucking works mm-hmm. by the time Jen was listening to Frank in his stupid ass carrot suit and being like, maybe I should, but can we trust him? And like, you just answered you. Whenever you have to ask, let me tell you guys can something. Can we trust them? If you ever have to ask if you can trust someone. You can't. 
You can't. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> trust that person. Like, you just can't. And, like, but it still worked and it was beautiful. So we get to the vote. I'll let you talk about the vote because, ooh, I have thoughts about how this all went down and I loved it so much. <laughs> so the veto ceremony works as follows. The head of household, who has won the head of household nomination uh, competition, nominates two people for eviction. Uh, there was a double veto veto winner, and the winner of the veto gets to veto one of the nominations, take themselves off the block. If they're not on the block, take someone else off the block. But before we're down to the final two people, we will vote to eliminate that following weekend. Uh, Dan has them go to the to the veto ceremony. Nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen except for Jen, Dan, and Frank. Frank? Jen is... Ian goes first. He's confident. I'm running this house. Oh, I'm not going to use the power of veto. Let the nomination stay the same. He thinks Dan's going home. He thinks he's got his enemy out the house. But Jen City, all of a sudden... She's like, I'm going to use the power of veto. And everybody's looking around like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Who's it going to be? It's Brittany. Brittany, America's fan favorite up until that point. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't it go? Didn't it go that she used the power of veto on Dan to save him? And then oh, Frank? Yes. Uh, and then okay. Frank had to yes. like renominate somebody? Yes. So, right. let me repeat that. I apologize. No, so, no, no, no. Jen, ha- who also has won the video, veto, decides to use the power of veto, which was not the plan at the beginning of the week until Dan's funeral. And Dan is now resurrected because Dan- Jen takes Dan off of the block and Frank replaces his nomination with Brittany, who is in the quack pack that Dan has just revealed post-Dan's funeral. And the part I loved about this so much, so much, is when Frank went up to reveal that he was going to replace Dan with Brittany. He didn't just say, I'm replacing you with Brittany. Oh, no. He He went to Ian and let Ian know, I see through you. I see through you, and you could see Ian sweating, sweating oh. big balls of Rocking sweat. back and forth. Rocking back sweating. and forth. His face was starting to crack. I, I His face is ooh, red. Ooh, I loved it. I See, I didn't watch this season, and I eventually know Ian won. Ian but from won. This, from this clip, I'm mad that Ian won. I don't know shit about Ian's journey, mm-hmm. but I'm mad that Ian won because... That moment, when you get... See, it's easy to be a manipulator, and it's easy to, like, run a game and shit like that. Me and you watch the challenge. We've watched other competition shows. We know it. The ones that I don't like is when you get caught and you start to see your ass sweat. Mm-hmm. You ain't shit. You mm-hmm. ain't shit. It, you got to know. The best manipulators and the best pe- masterminds know that this could blow up in my face, but when it does, on to the next one. Oh, absolutely. Show and no cracks. Don't show it, no cracks. And you're not the only person in the world. Like, the Big Brother universe believes that Dan Giesling should have won that second season as well. You got to think yeah. about it. Because Dan, C- Dan Giesling had just won, 
had literally just won season 10 being the likable virgin Catholic boy who was in the— he was a virgin? Yes. Woo! On Big Brother without getting your dick wet. Yeah, he was— a likable Catholic boy who talked to everyone about the Bible and was friends mm. with everyone. Mm. And then, like, had everybody in the house fooled, won his season, and everybody was shocked. Like, how did this happen? Dan is the most likable guy ever. He was in charge of all the evictions, all the strategy moves after a certain time. How the fuck did this happen? When Jesus! You do, when you do a second season... Survivor does this. Big Brother does this. They're all like, well, we saw that nigga do very well on the last show. We can't let him get past episode two. How you let a fucking funeral, not even a real funeral, distract you from the fact that that man already had half a million dollars he won on that same show four years ago. And he just manipulated the hell out of you. How did you let it happen? How could you let it happen? Because, because, Ray, because he had he got his five hundred thousand dollars from Big Brother. So because of that, he was able to then not choose the twenty five thousand dollars. But instead, he chose the dinner with Jay-Z and he got that game. (laughs) He started playing chess instead of checkers. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's what happens. He was like, oh, I got money. I'll take the dinner with Jay-Z and I'll learn how to play chess while these other fools playing checkers. Like it is. He didn't even need to know how to play chess, dude. (laughs) He washed everybody in season 10 playing checkers. He might as well just came into season 14 playing Connect Four. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, I, the fact, like, Dan Dan Giesling would have been the first person I sent out the house. The first, can you imagine? Here, like, this is, oh, listen, we got a Johnny Bananas in our cast, right? We mm-hmm. got a Johnny Bananas, but Johnny Bananas, you can see him coming. He's loud, boisterous. He's been obnoxious on TV for 14 years. Yeah. Dan Giesling is a nice Catholic boy. Yeah. Who pulled off his own funeral to flip the house and then made it to final two. Mm. That Mm. is a genius unparalleled and remained likable to everyone in the house and the general big brother public the whole time. I hate Johnny. Do you hate Johnny? I don't love him. And I know that a good chunk of people who've ever worked with Johnny don't fuck with that motherfucker either. I don't know a single person who has a bad word to say about Daniel Giesling. Now, how do you play a game about lying and manipulation and strategery, (laughs) George Bush, and you come out likable having almost won the second time? Yeah. Uh, You beat Dan Giesling, I guess. That's that's what you do. That's what you got to do. My favorite, second, my second favorite part of all this is when it was apparent that Dan was saved and who was about to be thrown on that block. <laughs> Ooh, Brittany ass started to sob. She was like, oh, what? What? Oh, there's nothing that I love <laughs> more than a blindside. Yep, oh, a, comfort- a comfortable bitch comfortable, suddenly you just uncomfortable. Sitting there. You mm-hmm. just sitting there, you probably farting. 
You probably, you know, you just you thinking about what you're gonna have for dinner. You thinking about the next game. You know what I'm saying? You 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 move your little checker piece to the thinking. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm almost to that back row, and then all of a sudden somebody jump your ass and be like, "Queen me!" Ooh, I love it. I love it. And you just like, wait a minute, what? What? You know that meme of Mr. Krabs when like he's just like and he's just like sitting there and his eyes are all like wide and then his like field division around him is all blurred mm. and it's just like what the fuck just happened it's like that me <laughs> yeah that was britney and britney, boy did i love it britney was spinning room mr Krabs for sure yes and and what's interesting to me this is somebody who's like a big brother stan when when people know that they're going to be part of a ceremony that makes it to the actual show, there's tons of live feeds all the time. But mm-hmm. veto ceremonies, uh, elimination votes, uh, house, head of household competitions, these people tend to get dressed up because they know that they're going to have extra camera time on TV, particularly on eviction night. Britney was in some messy-ass low ponytail and sweats and shit. She didn't think she was sitting anywhere where the camera was going to focus on her in that chair. God forgive her. Damn. Not only was you blindsided, you ugly while you doing it, too? Is that what you're saying, right? No. no. (laughs) I'm joking. Britney Haynes is quite possibly one of the most beautiful people that show ever very gorgeous. She was, I meant just like in your actual clothing appearance. Yeah, she just was not, (laughs) she was not ready. For yeah. that, she was not ready. That would be like me showing up to a job interview in this hoodie I got on. I'm, I didn't even know I was interviewing. I, well, I, I, I came to watch my homeboy interview. And well, now I'm now I'm interviewing. That's crazy. Well, shit, that's when you got to go ahead and pull out your Will Smith from Pursuit of Happiness, man. <laughs> you know, he got that job wearing paint. Wearing paint, and when the when the white man asked him, what would you say? What would you say if, if, if... You know, you came in here with a shirt with paint on, and Will pulled out that charm and was like, I bet you'd be wearing a good pair of pants. <laughs> Brittany wasn't even wearing a good pair of pants. She had no. paint on her shirt, and she had paint on her pants, too. No. And, and her she was eyes in that were chair dancing. Have you ever, have you ever, I don't know if you're a man, so I don't know if your eyes ever have to dance like this in the same way. Although I'm sure there are threats that men are used to that your eyes dance differently. But Britney's eyes was dancing. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, well, like, well, like, if you're at a bar or if you're yes. a woman, if you're a woman walking down the street and there's like a group of guys, uh-huh. your eyes, your eyes start dancing. You looking oh, okay. at every. I see what you mean. You I see what you mean. Every location, like, okay, where's the exit? Who's responsible for this? And mm-hmm. Brit- Brittany was giving the who's, where's the exit look all around the sofa. It's like, yeah. which one of y'all niggas is responsible for this? Is it Dan? Who did this? Who's jumping me? Whatever. It was incredible. This is, this, this is, listen, Big Brother is a game of st- strategy, strategic. Like you said, uh, it's a loyal, disloyal game. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 get your alliance and then you break it. One of the things I mentioned this earlier, there's big, you know, the challenge has brought in other reality show uh, stars, and Big Brother is one of the prominent ones that they bring in quite a bit. And one of the things that I hate about Big Brother, specifically one Big Brother contestant by the name of Casey, who ooh. She, I thought you were going to say Josh. That's oh, I hate, well, I hate Josh, but he's not even worth talking about. <laughs> uh, Casey 
will literally like have you do so much stuff for her. She just said these exact words on the last episode of the challenge and then automatically be like, I don't owe you anything. What the fuck you mean you don't owe me anything? And that is like a big brother MO, it looks like. It's like oh, I don't owe no, you no, anything. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to make the case that Casey's terrible on her own. And that, oh, big, well, brother, yes. and that big brother didn't make her like that. Because yes. um, big brother is a show, while not to the same degree as The Challenge. I mean, people were riding the lines to the end, and Sarah got her money stolen because Johnny n- incorrectly assumed that he was that she, that she was evil or something. Big mm-hmm. Brother is all about getting you as far with the same people as you can and then allowing yourself to incite and infight with each other. So Casey doing that is because Casey's the type of bitch who want to drop somebody. Dan... Yeah. Dan wasn't going to drop Danielle. He didn't da- he didn't drop Danielle to the very end at mm-hmm. all. And Dan's first season, he won and had a secret alliance with this guy Memphis halfway through the first part of the show and then they just dominated the rest of the show. Dan intended to have a one person loyal to the end. That's why even when he's dismissing Danielle during the funeral, he goes, I thought I found in you a Memphis Garrett. Memphis Garrett was his partner from season 10. So, like, Dan, Dan, if Dan went on the challenge... He would lose because he's physically too small, but he would outwit any of these people. And if anything, I would love to see Dan's kind of manipulation next to some of the kind of manipulation that we've seen come out of the challenge. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Dan with Stephen Bear? (laughs) Oh, that would be terrible. Uh, also, I just think they would fight. I think Dan would be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have to go ahead and give you these hands from God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you're doing a little too much, Mr. Yeah, Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a clip. Yeah. This, this, is, this, this just shows just how... This is the perfect way to play a game like Big Brother. And, yeah. like, I'm sure there may be other clips that show... Uh, the perfect way to play the game, but you're gonna have a hard time finding one that tops this perfect way to play the game. It's it's and I just loved it. it's not even just that it was like a a brilliant way to play the game. It was a brilliant thing to try because yeah. ultimately, like, is it good strategy to say, uh, I hate my ally. I'm gonna go talk to this guy and tell him everyone in the house is against him and fuck my partner. Ostensibly, that's not good strategy. It's good strategy because Dan Giesling did it. He's the most likable person that show's ever cast. Yeah. It's the strategy of a person who, like I said, is thinking four moves ahead. And in Mm -hmm. order to do that, you have to think of all the possibilities of how other people react and, he, or will he, react. And, he, and he, he took into account that everyone would be flattered and Danielle would lose her mind and it would only work if she lost her mind, which means she couldn't be in on it. It was brilliant, yeah, man. It was great. He should be a reality TV producer, to be honest with you. Hey, you know, he's a high school. Maybe he's still high school teaching, but, you know. Maybe he got a new career in him. We'll see. We'll I'll get him on the horn and I'll tell him. I'll <laughs> we'll tell see what him. Dan's talking about. We'll see what Dan's talking about. We'll be right back to see if we put in anybody on the cast right after this.
It's time. It's time to see if we're putting anybody on a cast. Here's the cast as it currently stands. As of right now, we are creating a cast of 12. And on it, so far, we have Tiffany New York Pollard from Flavor of Love, Johnny Bananas from The Challenge. We have Aviva, my cousin is Fran Drescher Drescher from Real Housewives of New York. We have Snooky and Vinny from Jersey Shore, Shangela from Drag Race, and we have Tyra Banks from America's Next Top Model. Is that it? Did I cover slash, all of those? Okay. Slash Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Because we catching her on a come down is the thing. That's the only reason yes. she'll take it. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. <sighs> if I may, Ray. If I may. You may not, but you're going to anyway. No, no, no. You know, if I may not, then I want to respect that and say that you may. <laughs> you no, may. no, no. You be maying. Let's okay. may yourself all okay. the way. The obvious choice is obviously Dan, right? Yeah. He is the A player. Mm-hmm. On this clip. Mm-hmm. The A player in this season, some might say. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest big brother competitors of all time. I would say V, but people like to make arguments about Dr. Will. That's for another day. That's for another day. Let's come back to Dan. I also am contemplating two other people. Okay, I'm interested. That makes me happy to hear. Frank and Danielle. Now, let me tell you why Frank. Ooh, I'm interested in why Frank. That's so interesting. Now, you may know more about Frank throughout the entire season than I do within the context of this episode and the things Mm -hmm. that I've read. But I think that you have to have somebody on the reality show cast who is easy to get on your side. Uh Uh-huh. You got to have that person. And this was about as easy as I could possibly see. And not, and, and that's not to take anything away from Dan, but, like, just to, like, hear new information, make new decision. Mm. Right? Like the, the Rare the, the, quality the person, on that show. Rare quality on a, Big ra- Brother. It's a rare quality on Big Brother. It's a rare quality in a lot of reality shows. Now, I wouldn't say it's a rare quality in a lot of reality shows, but generally, you need that person when shit is about to flip. Like, when a house flips and, like, stuff starts to, and, 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 it, and it goes 180, you always need the one person who is going to be the one who helps that flip happen. It's going on, yeah. And that's, I think that could be Frank. So that's why he's on, he, I'm thinking about him. Mm-hmm. Danielle, uh-huh. you also need the emotional bouncing board on a reality show. Sure. I really think you do. Like somebody who is going to wear their emotions on their sleeve. Somebody who is not going to be, you know, a mean person. But Someone who's emotionally unstable. Somebody who can be emotionally unstable. She was a crier. That was her thing. She cried about everything. You need a crier on reality TV. Mm -hmm. You need somebody who is not going to quite know what's going on. They're Mm -hmm. just going to (laughs) feel. They're going to feel. You need that person. And, and, as of what I saw, mm-hmm. Danielle can be that person. Now, here's the thing with Frank and Danielle. I think that 
if we were to say offer them mm-hmm. to be on the cast, I think that it's possible that one, if not both of them, could eventually probably get that offer rescinded. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, are these people worth giving an offer to in the first place? So that's where, that's my hesitancy with that. With Dan, coming back to him real quick, he's a mastermind manipulator who's also a good guy. Uh, we have a mastermind manipulator who's a bad guy in Johnny mm-hmm. Bananas. I think it would be fun to see a mastermind manipulator who's a good guy go against a mastermind manipulator who's a bad guy. It's a good, classic, good versus evil. Mm-hmm. But they both, it's the Joker versus Batman. They're both great at what they do. Mm-hmm. And... It's the immovable force against the uh, 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 something object. I can't think of it. But I definitely think I want to offer one to Dan mm-hmm. without replacing anybody. I just want him to take oh. a slot on the cast. And I want to hear what you got to say as I think about the other two. Because I'm, I'm not sure. So what, what you got? So for me, I understand your interest in Frank. And given uh, the backstory of the season that you don't really have and what Frank did to my girl Davon the next season. Ooh, and I love me some Davon. Yeah, Frank was kind of... um, Was he racist? No! Okay. Okay. No, it was more like misogynoirist, but like not overtly. Like he would sexually harass her in ways that people only due to black woman. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, like, it wasn't even like, oh, I think Frank wanted to hook up with Davon. It was more like he would comment on her body and things a certain way that they okay. all, that, that's rever, re, re, reserved for black women. And then you have to remember that his father is a professional wrestler from the 80s named Sid Vicious, and they, from, Ar- and they from Arkansas. So I was clear... Okay. I was okay. clear. I was clear on Frank. What the argument I would make against Frank in the context that you've provided is this. Yes, you need Frank to be willing to play the game. And it's very rare, especially in a more sanitized lately seasons of Big Brother. There's usually the way Big Brother has evolved is that one side of the house consolidates power and then just plows through everyone. And then their alliance picks each other apart at the end. So Frank is is incredible because here was Dan trying to stop an immovable train from taking over the game. And Frank got presented with a different train stop and jumped off. It was great. Problem is, I give that credit to Dan, not Frank. Because Frank would not have realized that there was even a secret alliance mowing down the house without Dan's out. Fair. And not only did Dan manipulate, like, present uh, Frank with true information that he had no idea about. He convinced Frank to convince his pawn. So Frank, so Dan is three people removed from the person who has to save him, and he got it done. That's incredible. There's nothing Frank can do besides look silly as hell in that carrot suit that I can give him credit for. Okay, okay? so that's Fair. how I feel about Frank. I am more, um, I'm more enamored of Danielle. I'm more generous to Danielle. 
Because Danielle was was Dan's closest ally, as far as she knew, the whole game. And he treated her as such the whole game. So for his plan, his major stunt to not include her at all, and for it to have literally, maybe for only 10 minutes, everyone in the house looking at her like she fucking did some du- duplicitous shit and what do we got to be worried about? And, da, 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 da. and then for him to catch her for five minutes alone and she goes, uh, you should have just told me. After sobbing, she was just right back on board like, I and he's like well you, your tears wouldn't have been real if I told you I was really I found it very adorable that she quickly understood what Dan was doing whether or not her idolization of him had anything to do with that was fine it was debatable but I love that she was just like you humiliated me in front of everybody uh, I was sobbing I thought you hated me oh you have a plan I'm game for the plan very rarely do people just flip the switch back and trust Dan again after telling the whole house that she wasn't trustworthy. Now, she foolish? Probably. But that shit was fucking funny to me. I was like, damn. You know. And it looked very buddy comedy. Like, come on, if I told you the truth, you wouldn't have given me the good tears. And so, I found it adorable. Do I need Danielle to be in a house uh, ready to cry and then suddenly not cry if you say the nicest thing to her? No, no. But I did enjoy her moment in this clip, for sure. I assume we both fucking with Dan. I, I assume we both fucking with Dan, right? Oh, no, no. We, we, we fucks heavy with Dan. We, we fucks heavy with Dan. I, you know, he gets, he, gets, he gets an offer, and we ain't even got other audition notices out. No, 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 You no, know no, what no, I'm no. saying? Which, you know, let me tell you, as an actor in L.A. who's on the other end of them audition notices, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Why are you sending me auditions when you know you got offers out? You leave me the fuck alone. And we ain't doing that to people with Dan. We just like, this is our guy. This is our guy. But we should at least explain why. I mean, we've just been talking about how brilliant a strategery kind of guy he is. I just love yeah. the word strategery. But I'm, I'm very curious. Excuse me. I'm very curious to see what he's like in a house like the cast. Because, yeah. because, um... Big Brother was always chaos around him. He sometimes created chaos, but he was never in it. His people would fight for him. Arguments would happen around him. He would just sit somewhere, read his Bible, while people would try to argue with him. And first of all, I totally see Tiffany New York Pollard having a huge crush on Dan. He's so cute. And second, I want to see what a guy who is manipulative and shifty, but also genuinely religious and well-intentioned outside the confines of the game to encounter a manipulative, shifty person who's genuinely so inside and outside the confines of the game. Like Johnny Bananas and Dan Gleasing together... I have no clue what that mixture would be like. I imagine Dan Giesling would just be nice to avoid the drama for the most part. But I would love to see the threat level Johnny feels when there's someone demonstrably smarter and cleverer and better at social game than he. 
Well, you know, we kind of see it. If if anybody's a fan of the challenge, you know, the Johnny and Wes rivalry rivalry is kind of that. Only Wes is also petty, a snake, and yeah. petty, and very egotistical and mm-hmm. a narcissist. Um, where you know, Dan. Well, Dan is be. a humble Michigander. You know, yeah. he like he's he's wealthy, but he still wears his weird chocolate blazers and has that stupid gel in his hair. Dan Dan don't want the rah-rah. So I would mm. love to see Johnny see watch somebody manipulating, try to make it rah-rah and not get it rah-rah. Because Johnny tried to make it rah-rah versus Ashley when she was doing the same thing he did. So I would love to see what Dan would try to do if, perchance, Dan and... Uh, Johnny worked on the opposite side of the house and Johnny peeped what Dan was doing but had no solution to stop it. The only thing I know is two things. One, it'll be good to have a man of God in the house. (laughs) Somebody who gonna save the house, gonna gonna anoint the house, you know? Come on, Pastor Dan! You know, somebody who gonna say, ha, the Lord is with you, and he is saved. You know, we need somebody who gonna say that. You know, we need that person, so I I love that. Uh, and, and, And two... I'm telling you right now, the cast we have, I'm loving it. We, I think it's only going to get stronger. But we got some heavy hitters where if you, we, you know, when the press release goes out on deadline, it'd be like this new cast, this new reality show cast has been created. People going to look at these names and be like, oh, yeah, must see TV. And yeah. Dan, is, Dan, Dan brings that to the cast. Yeah. So I'm fucking with it. Fuck Frank. Uh, I don't want him anymore. And Danielle, I was on the fence, and you're right. I think we'll find somebody better yeah. that kind of fills a role uh, in a reality show cast that I was thinking she would fill. Right. And and if you had watched the whole season, you would find that Danielle brought a lot of uh, instability. Like, she was always crying. She was always obsessed with the boy she had a crush on. She was just too extreme. And um, a sidekick can't be nuts. That's the star's job. Yeah, although I do like a nut sidekick. Right? I you do. Know, I don't know. I just, you know, I just. The I only just nuts, like the only nut sidekicks I know are like the shooters in a rapper's entourage. I don't know any nut sidekicks on TV. I mean, you know, maybe we need a proof from D12 on here. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what we need. I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's say by the time we get through the end of the season, Danielle is we haven't filled a role like Danielle yet. Would you, what, maybe, I don't know, see about a callback for her or something? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm... I doubt I, she'll make it. I, I, I doubt she'll make it, too. I'm, But I'm willing to um, listen to any possibility of anyone who would replace Aviva. So, um... Oh, well, if that's the case, then she's gone, <laughs> you know. Sorry, Danielle. Sorry. You're not going <laughs> to let me have this one. You're not going to let me have this one. Sorry, Danielle. I posted I posted a clip of uh of our episode like to my Instagram and somebody I knew from childhood cuz Aviva grew up in New York. He was like, "Yeah, me and Aviva were friendly in high school." And I was it was on my public Instagram. So I had to very privately be like, nigga, was the bitch crazy when she was in high school as well? <laughs> and and the verdict? 
He hasn't gotten back to me yet. Okay. I, I'm sure All he right. don't want to. I'm sure he don't want to be messy. Yeah, I I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We don't mind being messy though. So let us know if the mess we're creating is good. What do you guys think about who we added? We have added Dan Geeson from Big Brother season ten, and for this clip, season fourteen, mm-hmm. to the cast. Welcome to it. I'm loving what we got so far. My I'm loving Eva. it. <laughs> Well, you know, I love it. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. When somebody else, when somebody else throw that leg, then you know we can see what's up. If we can that is see the, what's up, if that is the standard, we are never getting rid of Aviva off this cast. Everybody's too decent to throw expensive prosthetics as that. See, look, I'm about to make this a socialist issue. All these people don't have health care, and you out here tossing your prosthetic leg for a moment. Listen, I'm over it. Aviva! I'm hey. gonna listen. Hey, you know, audience, it. audience, please forgive me for ranting about Aviva at the end of every show. Um, <laughs> it is I'm 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 genuinely not angry, just surprised that uh, that that Jackie's is so charmed by her. I was I it it, it 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 remains interesting to me. I love her. <laughs> and we love y'all. And we love Thank y'all. y'all so much for listening. Find me everywhere on social media at Jackie's Neil. Talk to us, rate, review us on all your podcast apps that you listen to us mm-hmm. on. We would love it. We like y'all. Where can we find you, Ray? I'm at Ray Sani on Twitter. I'm at Rafizzle87 on Instagram. And just to reiterate, like, subscribe, comment. Five stars, please, because those are the kinds of notebooks I used when I was in high school. Um, I used the college rules because I like really neat, small handwriting. So five stars is the thing I'm comfortable with. Please let us know. And tell your friends. Talk about us. Tell them. To be like, oh, shit. You know, Jackie's, he really fucks with Diddy. You know, stuff like that. And If you don't rate and review us, if we don't get at least like 50 more five-star rating and reviewers, Jake and Amir won't give me back my dog. So <laughs> I want, please, I want to see my dog. I haven't seen him in months. I, we need your help, okay? And no Jake. one's kidnapped my animal, but she should probably do it out of niceness. And um, I I hope you get your dog back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jake and Amir are good people, but you know they're they're hard to find. They they hit them well. Uh, that's it, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Death by many, is seen as final, the last thing one does of mortal significance. But what if death is not the final bow, but only a quick blackout in the play of life? We saw the death of a salesman, but did that end all salesmen as we know it? No, no it didn't. What if death is the rebirth, a blackout as we move through the acts And when we come back from that blackout, all is changed. Death is when you say goodbye to the thing you want to lose. And hello to the new life you want to live. How do I know all of this, you may ask? Let's just say, when I have conversations with Tupac, it's not from beyond the grave. Oops, maybe I've said too much. These are my thoughts, everyone. Just what I was feeling at the time.
Next time on The Cast, Ray auditions for this summer's Big Brother to have her own Ray's birthday episode, even though her birthday's in December. Jackie's takes a page from Jesse's books and sees how many tiny fires he can start in a group of friends. And Ray and Jackie's both wonder, why it gotta be Big Brother? Oh, it can't be Big Sister? Word? That don't sound sexist to you? Y'all are messed up. That's messed up, Big Brother. How y'all do that? That is so sexist. That is so fucked up. That was a HeadGum Podcast.